By now, you've probably seen ads about the water contamination at Camp Lejeune everywhere. People who got sick after drinking that toxic water are now able to seek repayment for their medical costs because of a new law, the PACT Act. What those other ads don't tell you is that because the PACT Act is a fresh law, it's important to find an attorney who understands the new claims forms. There is a limited time to file your Camp Lejeune claim, so you need a lawyer who can get it right the first time. The experienced team of attorneys at SickMarine.com is ready to file your claim. They will fight for you and they won't take no for an answer. Sign up at SickMarine.com. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle podcast, and I am your host, Chad Jensen. With me, returned from his one-week sabbatical, is my fellow football priest and the deputy editor of milehighhuddle.com, sporting, as it were, a fresh, brand-new, shiny Denver hat. Zach Kelberman, what's going on, bro? I've missed you. How are you? I have returned. You know, it's nice to be back on here. I've missed you, too. I appreciate Scott filling in. It was nice to have that week off, but... uh we're two weeks out, Chad, till Broncos training camp. We're a little more than that till the preseason. I'm feeling it in my bones now. Football season's right around the corner. Happy to be back with y'all and uh, ready to talk about some chubs tonight in the PG way. Yes, that was about as good of a segue as I've ever heard. Uh, let's get to this. It's kind of interesting. So Bradley Chubb uh, is a guy. And by the way, guys, as we go through this stuff, um, there's something going on with my sound card. So if, if my voice doesn't perfectly match the uh, video tonight, apologies. We are working to figure out how to get it fixed. So just bear with us here. But Zach, your article headline Broncos outside linebacker Bradley Chubb predicted to get franchise tagged in the event of a career year. Um, look at these beautiful faces that we got here trying to intrude. It won't let me close it. Oh, I know why. No. Oh, oh there we go okay be sure to catch um, mhi on wednesday nights wednesday nights baby what did bill barnwell say bill barnwell says that if bradley chubb has a career year in 2022 that he will more than likely get a franchise tag that's if he has a career year and uh, we'll get into it chad but uh, as he wrote here they'll at least consider a new contract because he is playing on the fifth year option bradley chubb so he will be an unrestricted free agent next offseason it won't be an easy negotiation he mentioned the miss 
uh, games he's had. He's mentioned his production that started off good as a rookie and has waned every year since then. And he ends there by saying, my guess is they will let him play out the option and use the franchise tag if he has a career year. Well, as I wrote on the bottom there, if he has a career year, considering he plays outside linebacker, a premier position in the NFL, uh, he's going to have multiple suitors, plural. He won't have to settle for the franchise tag from the Broncos, which is about, I think, $13 million for 2023. So um, it's I agree with Barnwell that it's unlikely he'll get a second contract. But if he has a breakout season, let's say 15 sacks, the franchise tag won't be a necessity for Chubb. It'll be a last resort for someone in that position of power. I like what he wrote here. Quote, he looked like a superstar in 2018 when he racked up 12 sacks and 21 knockdowns. But he has eight and a half sacks and 29 knockdowns over the ensuing three campaigns. And it's crazy, Zach. Sidebar here. One of those campaigns, he actually got a Pro Bowl. Back to Barnwell. He missed 23 games over that stretch with knee, ankle, and shoulder injuries. My guess is they will let him play out the option and use the franchise tag if he has a career year. Well, no kidding. If Bradley Chubb comes into uh, the 2022 campaign and throws down like 2012, or pardon me, like his rookie year 2018, dude, this guy's going to – the Broncos will roll out the Brinks truck, A. And as you said, even if they're not inclined to franchise tag him, there are going to be a lot of suitors out there looking to get in on the Bradley Chubb business because evaluators love nothing more than draft pedigree proving itself and coming out in the wash. So when a top five guy finally produces like a top five guy, NFL evaluators, NFL GMs, teams love to see that. Will they roll out the Brinks truck, though, for Bradley Chubb? You have to at least give yourself pause. $70 million to Randy Gregory, a second-round pick on Nick Benito. They move Baron Browning to outside linebacker full-time. I think they'll make an offer, but if Bradley Chubb is drawing $20, $22 million annually as a unrestricted free agent, I think the Broncos might pause, might you know let him uh, go elsewhere and get the comp pick for 2023. Or 2024. So I don't know that it's a it's a guarantee. I think uh, as we said to each other on draft night in Vegas, the Nick Benito pick was a major indictment on Bradley Chubb and his standing yeah. with the Broncos. Let's see what maybe what George Payton had to say might help us kind of divine Denver's true opinion on Chubb. He said this was uh, back in April around draft time. Quote: I hope Bradley is here a long time. I know he's going into the last year of his deal. I told you how much I appreciate Bradley, how he's come back from the injuries. This is the first offseason he hasn't had to rehab. And if anything, Zach, as we've talked about on this show many times, this is the one factor that really has me feeling optimistic about Chubb. Back to Peyton. He's out there working. I'm really high on him as a person, the passion, the grit, the physicalness. You just can't have enough pass rushers, close quote. And while that last part may be true, as you mentioned with the Nick Benito pick, and Randy Gregory, there's there are plenty of bodies. Baron Browning looking to eat out of his bowl. Yeah, they've retained Malik Reed. They have Jonathan Cooper. They're really flush at outside linebacker. And I think they would want to give Bradley Chubb a second contract. If anything, it would justify using the number five overall pick on him and not a quarterback like Josh Allen. But when you're already paying one guy 70 mil and you can debate the structure of Gregory's contract, it was the intention, Chad. It was going out there, already picking up Chubb's option and going out and giving Randy Gregory, as checkered as he is, $70 million. It's using your top draft pick, the, the first one you have after the Russell Wilson trade, on an edge 
player when you're already flush at that position. So Bradley Chubb, um, if he has a down season, I think the Broncos could retain him that way. $13 million sounds a lot better than $20 million. But if he has a breakout year as Barnwell kind of hints out there, I think he's gone. I think another team will scoop him up. We'll continue to talk about this. There are some matters of business that we need to get to, but first I want to grab these two early super chats before we even went live. We got Sam Bam jumping in actually maybe right after we went live with, as he puts here, the first super chat of the night. Sam Bam, appreciate your support, bro, and consistency and just your generosity. You are a bona fide MHH super chat superstar, and we still love your profile pick as one of our top five, dude. We love it. He says, ready to get through these dog days of, of summer and get the Broncos 12 and five playoff season started. Go Broncos. Amen, dude. We're almost there. I mean, again, we have two weeks until training, less than two weeks now. We have 13 days, and then right around the corner from that is preseason, and then, you know, we're right back in the swing of things. So let's enjoy every moment here. Let's enjoy the whole process and not not see the forest for the trees. It's going to be an exciting football season, and I'm just taking it every day, even if it's the offseason. We also have Tanner jumping in early with a very, very, very wow, generous super you. chat. Thank you, Boss Tanner. level, dude. Top roping it. Thank you, Tanner. It's great to see you. Yeah, you've been busy. It's all good, bro. It's the summer. We expect everyone to be busy and doing your thing. And anytime you can work us into the conversation, we're always humbled and appreciative when you can. And then you show up and you throw down a super, helping us keep the lights on here, helping us figure out how to fix Jensen's sound card, graphics card. We're trying to get to the bottom of it. But Tanner, thank you, bro. Much love to you. Yeah, guys, we ain't shite without y'all. And that's a legit that's a that's a curse, Chad. That can uh, that's warranted in this situation because it's it's support like Tanner, Drew, everyone else, super chatting and supporting, interacting each and every day. We're nothing without you guys. So thank you so so much. It's only a curse across the pond. I bet if you pulled half Americans, they could probably divine it through through you know inference and through context. But most people, like if I said that around my little daughter, which I wouldn't do, but if I did, it'd probably go right overhead. But if I said the real Americanized version, that she'd be like, Dad. Yo, what, what are you saying? Drew, one more, and then we got to get to some matters of business. Drew, we love you. We appreciate you. When you're not around, we are bereft. You know, we're like just bummed, but you're around. And so now we're stoked. Thank you, brother. It's great to see you. Uh, an OG Mount Rushmore superstar, Drew Hollenbeck says, good to see y'all. Been a while. Just got out of the hospital. What the Sam Hill? He says, all is well now. Dude, That's good. that is bunk. Glad to hear your your. All, all is well, dude, but that is no good. Great to have you, bro. Hope hope everything's okay. Yeah, appreciate you sharing, Drew. Uh, you've been an OG supporter from day one and hope you're doing well on a personal level. Appreciate you popping in here, but make sure, you know, your chickens are all good, as Marshawn Lynch would say. You know, make sure you're taking care of yourself and uh, let us know if we can do anything. Please, please do. Lots more to get to, guys, real quick. We got to give a shout out to the presenting sponsor of tonight's podcast, and that is, of course, Manscaped. Guys, crotch discomfort, it sucks, it can hurt your game, but fear no more because the kings of crotch comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years designing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Sleek, soft, comfortable, and flexible, the brand new Boxers 2.0 from Manscaped take your family jewels to the royal ball throne. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming have the lawnmower 4.0 for the trimming, so you can wear the Boxers 2.0 for the chilling. They even trademarked the jewel pouch, so you know they're for serious. I think it's time you invest in your family jewels. Let it breathe, baby. Get 20% off plus free shipping by going to manscaped.com using our code MHH. 
we got wraps on the promo now, guys. But yeah, I'm gonna throw it back to the original product. I'm talking about the lawnmower. I have one here. I, I always demonstrate it. I like to show it off. It has a light. I have not charged this thing, guys, in probably months, and I use it on a uh, weekly basis to clean up under my neck and clean up the sensitive areas on my body. I promise you, high or low, it works very, very well. I can't recommend Manscaped highly enough. That's right, guys. So go to manscaped.com. Use our code MHH at checkout. You will get 20% off plus free shipping. That is code MHH, manscaped.com, and get your 20% off plus free shipping. All right, we got another OG. In fact, we've got the OG, Zeus McPeak, the man whose influence on this podcast created an epiphany for Zach and I to continue doing these as live streams instead of uploading them into the into the uh, rss feed on demand it was zeus showing up day in day out throwing down showing support and zach and i were like okay you don't have to beat us overhead over the head with a rock here we get it we're, do we're doing this every single night and he has returned to the loving embrace of the mile high city which we're super stoked for and look zach he's stoked welcome back zach training camp right around the corner let me get this one chad get it get it Zeus! Hopefully it wasn't too loud. I apologize if it was, but I uh, appreciate you so much, too. That is so amazing to have that support. It's good to be back. It's good to see you around here. Hope you're pumped for the season as I am, and uh, let's ride, baby. Let's ride, indeed. We've got so many of the gang in the house. Love seeing it. Sam Bam jumping in with Super Chat number you, two this evening. Appreciate you, bro. He says, does Sam Bam, Bradley Chubb is going to finally live up to that fifth overall pick potential 15 plus sack season for Chubb fact mm. all in caps. Zach, what do you think? Mm. 15 plus sack season. So 15 is the floor here. I mean, I would love it because it makes the Broncos defense that much more lethal. And uh, as I wrote, as it stands, he's entrenched as the Broncos top pass rusher, and he very well could lead the Broncos in sacks under an aggressive minded coordinator like a Giro Evero would not be surprising. He had what 12 as a rookie. He never really built off that, but the potential is there. If they harvest it the right way, they could have a 15 plus sack guy, but that would likely be for one season though, because again, if he has 15 sacks and and he's drawing offers of $22, $23 million annually. Do the Broncos match that? Do the Broncos give him, you know, $60 million fully guaranteed on his next contract? Or do they move on, collect the comp pick, and hope Nick Benito and Baron Browning work out? That's a dilemma they'll have if he reaches that mark. Good problem to have, but a problem nonetheless. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I think if you, if you go into this season cautiously optimistic that Chubb can approach double-digit sacks, it's going to spell really good things. And double digit, I mean, the floor for double digit, right? I'm not a mathematician. Ten sacks. For me, if he can get to ten sacks, that would, A, be his second career high, right? Because his career high was his rookie year with 12. But double digit sacks. When was the last time a Broncos rusher got to double digits? There's, there's some trivia for you. When's the last time an individual Bronco got double digit sacks? I would bet, because let's see, 2018, real quick. And by the way, Phil... You the man, dude. Love you. Appreciate you. He says, good evening, chat. Welcome back, Zach. Let's ride. Hashtag MHH for life. You are a freaking superstar supporter, Phil. We love you. 2018, Vaughn and Chubb combined, both over double digits for 26 and a half sacks. Okay. 2019, Chubb gets hurt. Correct me if I'm wrong on this. Scott, you might need to Google it. Vaughn Miller got to nine sacks, I want to say, in 2019. Okay. Then you flash forward to 2020. Vaughn's hurt. Chubb gets to seven and a half, gets the Pro Bowl, 
But nay, it was Malik Reed who ends up leading the Broncos in sacks with eight. Flash forward to 2021 last year, we know nobody got to double digits. So it was Chubb's rookie year was the last time, unless I'm mistaken on this, Scott, you tell me double digit sacks by an individual Bronco. So if you get even one of him, if you get Chubb and or Gregory, both getting to double digit sacks, guys, the impact that's going to have on this defense is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I want to say that Vaughn came uh, short of double digits in 2019 because I remember everyone starting to question whether he he's breaking down, he's washed, he's not the same Vaughn anymore. It has been a while, and they're not only going to break that streak with one player. If Randy Gregory stays healthy, his floor, I think, is anywhere from 12 to 15 sacks because he has that that intention and prowess and scream off the edge that Ejiro Evero covets, and you bookend those two players together with the front featuring Draymond Jones and DJ Jones and Mike Purcell and all the others eating up blocks for those linebackers, they're going to get home quite often and they're going to fill up the stat sheet on a weekly basis. Indeed. Confirmation from Mr. Producer. It was 2018 when Vaughn got 14 and a half and Chubb got 12 and a half or 12, pardon two and a half from the tying the all-time record. Um, He kind of, he had a big start to his rookie year and then he kind of faded a little bit down the stretch which is why he ended up coming short. But still, Chubb's rookie campaign, <clears throat> he set the Denver Broncos. He broke the individual rookie single-season sack record. Now he owns that record. And he became one of about 10 players in NFL history to post 12 or more sacks as a rookie. So we know what he's capable of. Jeff Noy's jumping in. What's going on, big dog? Thank you. He says, I thought I would join the Super Chat party. Dude, we really appreciate it. And in times like these, you know, uh, it really helps because – June, July, these are the slow time for your football priest. So we really appreciate that, Jeff. And the Duchess, top roping. Love you. Appreciate you. She's rocking her DT jersey in the profile pic. She says, so good to be here this evening. Zach, you were missed. I have a feeling Chubb will be or will have a full playing season. Much love all. Thank you, Michaela. Missing you. Missing you, Zach. Just like I was. Just like Scott was. I appreciate you so much, Michaela. I've missed the Michaela bombs, but most importantly, I've missed your your kind, compassionate uh, personality and the interaction you provide to every podcast every single day of the week. I'm sorry you had a tough day today. Hopefully, we're making it better as you make our day better each and every day. But thank you so much for your generosity, Michaela. It's it's remarkable. Anything we can do to brighten your day beyond what might be happening now, if it is, you let us know. Anything we can do to help Michaela, you know you are in the inner circle. Albert Knoppers is as well. OG. He says, I'm glad I can be here now. Our combine broke down during the harvest. Oh, cause he's harvesting einkorn. He's making flour. He says tomorrow is a new day for harvesting. Well, that is a bummer, dude. That is a bummer. Um, yeah, I hope, I hope you're able to get that repaired and get that fixed my friend. Cause that definitely puts a wrinkle in any, uh, farming harvest operation. I could have sworn Albert was harvesting goats because Albert is a goat himself. And uh, he's uh, definitely a super chat OG, super chat legend. And uh, we definitely uh, hope your uh, harvest uh, comes to bear the fruit literally and figuratively in the days ahead. Anytime we, anytime goat comes up on the show, I always think of when we, we ran into Steve Outwater at the combine and we were chatting him up a little bit. And I made a joke. This was pre him getting into the (laughs) hall. And it's at that point felt like, you know, a lot of you have heard this story, but, at that point, it felt like, golly, he's never going to get in. Thank the football gods, he did, right? But in the moment, I'm like, we're just joking at him because he's a very earnest guy. And I said, man, we're pulling for you, Steve. I don't know what we got to do. I mean, even if I've got to sacrifice a goat, dude, we're getting you in the hall. 
you gonna do what now? We're like, no, 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 it's a joke. It's a joke. But it was funny. He's 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 a really good, kind human being. He's so deserving of finally getting in the hall. He's the best man, and yeah, it, <laughs> his uh, induction did not come without bloodshed. You know, figurative bloodshed. But we uh, we're happy he got in. We couldn't be a, a kinder guy. Great story though. Travis Big T Weber, the reigning champion winner of the June Five Star Apple Reviews uh, giveaway. Travis, I'm sure the dudes on the morning show let you know, but you did win the drawing for June for Apple Podcasts. Thank you for that five star review, big dog. Uh, you've probably sent it to us before, but just for the sake of being thorough, uh, shoot me an email, milehighhuddle at gmail, with your uh, t-shirt size. Actually, I think we're going to send you a hat this time because I've got some I've got some merch sitting over here in the corner and your uh, shipping address, bro. He says, good evening, Chad, Zach, Scott, and Broncos country. If Chubb has a down year or is injured again, and let's say Browning shows promise at edge, do you see this as the end of Chubb and Denry? If he has a down year, Zach, or gets injured, I definitely see this as it's been real. Hit the bricks. Wish you the best wherever you may land. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the prospect of him cashing out on the unrestricted market, but the flip side is he has another disappointing year. And as I wrote, he's not going to get that multi-year offer. He's going to struggle to find work with the Broncos or another team, and he might have to settle for a prove-it deal to kind of rehab his value. Of the handful of players on the roster entering 2022 that are facing make-or-break seasons, I think Bradley Chubb might top the list. Him and Jerry Judy are up there battling for that honor. Which is interesting because... In, uh, you know, football outsiders, Bob Morris, who is our resident kind of cap guru here at milehighhuddle.com, uh, he's big on football outsiders. Now, there's multiple football analytic sites out there. The giant, everybody knows, pro football focus. I would say the number two is probably that is most utilized both by teams and media is football outsiders. And, and Bob kind of has his finger on the pulse of what's going on. Um, anything Bronco relevant that comes out via football outsiders, he likes to, he's on top of that. He grabs that for us. But Zach, check this out. And I don't know if you saw this because you have been away, but over the weekend or no earlier this week, I should say Bob, um, for some reason, it feels like a Sunday to me right now, Zach, maybe it's because we haven't podcasted mm-hmm. in a while and uh, it feels like that, but two Broncos make football outsiders, all boomer bust team. Okay. Um, who would you think it might be all boomer bust? Not Jerry Judy, not Bradley Chubb, DJ Lloyd Cushenberry and DJ Jones. What do you think about that? I think it's stupid. I mean, I can understand Cushenberry kind of, even though he's never really given a good opportunity with horrible coaching and horrible quarterback play, but you just gave DJ Jones $30 million. If you watch the film, even surface level film, he is one of, if not the best run defending interior defensive lineman in the NFL. He can get after the quarterback. We talked to people in Vegas, Chad, people who cover the 49ers who said that he was the underrated MVP of that defense last year in San Francisco. So I wouldn't put him on this list. I, I would certainly put Bradley Chubb or Jerry Judy on this list before I would put uh, DJ Jones. But so that's Bob the national media, once again. Yes, indeed. Bob goes on to write, as for other players, some Broncos fans might have their own assessment of who should make the all-boomer bust, and then here's who he laid out. Jerry Judy, all right, Billy Turner, and there he is, Bradley Chubb, which I think is significantly more uh, in line with – when you say boom or bust, what does that really mean? I think for these three, it's a little bit more in line. Now I get it. You just paid 
10 million a year for DJ Jones. So in a sense, if he doesn't hit or justify that, you could go bust on a lot, a lot of money. But in terms of the stakes for the individual player, I do think it's, it's Judy, even though Judy's contract, you know, this is year three for him. The Broncos could opt to keep him under team control for two more years. Worst case, if they don't like what they see this year and they don't pick up his fifth year option this following spring, they still get him one more year though. So it's not like make or break quite yet for Judy. Although I think the team's patience is if he doesn't come through in some degree, Zach, this fall, it will really begin to wear thin. Yeah, but can't you say that about every single player if they're paid a, a large contract? If they don't live up to it, they're disappointing. I mean, every player can be on a boomer bus list if you break it down like that. And I think he had it backward. His honorable mention should have been his his main players there. To put DJ Jones among Jerry Judy, Billy Turner, and uh, was Gregory on there as a honorable? No. He should be before DJ Jones. I mean, $70 million to a player that has multiple suspensions and injury histories. It's an odd choice to me. I think... I'm pretty sure no. I'm trying to see. Let's see. Uh, well, Bob doesn't doesn't mention. Bob only put three on the on the honorable mentions for what it's worth. Hey, George, good to see you, brother. Appreciate you. He says thanks for keeping us up to date with the team. As always, Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag MHH for life. George, appreciate that, my friend. You really are. You've been with us a long time too, big dog on Facebook, and we see you. We appreciate you. Thank you. John Sandoval, talk about preach. We preach John very, very much. He says, you guys ever thought of going live on TikTok? You guys have the best Denver Broncos podcast, preach. You guys would be raking it in, Denver Broncos for life. No, no. Well, we've actually had, we've been told we need to do that, but I don't know, man. I'm a little bit skeptical of that. At any given moment, the U.S. government could say no more TikTok and pull the plug. And then whatever you've invested in trying to grow a TikTok audience or following or subscription base, whatever, goes bye bye because it's owned by uh, it's owned by uh, Chinese. I mean, there are um, American there is American involvement as of the last like couple years that basically the U.S. made it that way. But it's still sourced back there. And I just read an article the other day about how. Some some shenanigans have been taking place that might cause them to pull the plug on allowing TikTok into American internets. So I, I appreciate the assist on that, John. We're keeping it uh, in mind for sure. Trust. We'll see. Yeah, TikTok is the one major social media platform I can honestly say I've never been on. I don't have an account with them. I don't I don't scroll through them. I have no interest. And there's a lot of security concerns and personal concerns with TikTok and uh it might prevent us from wading into those waters, put it that way. Uh, by the way, Mark Schrader throwing down one of our great supporters on Facebook, a super supporter, saying, good evening. It's great to have you tonight, Mark. Appreciate you, my friend. Really great to see you. Um, <laughs> Scott making me laugh in the DM over here. Uh, but you know what? We might not be on TikTok right now, but let us remind you of what's going to happen starting next week. Monday, July 18th, yours truly, Zach Kelberman. The Mile High Huddle Show that's going to be kicking off every weekday at 2 p.m. Mountain Time on Mile High Sports Radio FM. We're going to be blaring our uh, Broncos takes on terrestrial radio in the Mile High City. I'm sure Mile High Sports will cut that up and, and make it available 
as it as on demand or whatever. But those of you who are in Denver, I mean, you know what we're about here at MHH, Broncos country, not a geographic location. It's a state of being. It's wherever you are. Those of you who are, though, in Denver, you're going to be getting a lot more of us five hours each and every uh, week. We might extend that. We'll see. Depends. Right now we're sticking with one hour a day, but we're stoked. We're starting that on Monday. Yeah, we're really looking forward to it, and we hope you guys will check it out. I know it's um, there's a little bit of a, uh, a regiment that's in place with uh, the time of our shows, the day of our shows, our audience, but we hope you'll check it out and venture into those waters because we're very excited about the opportunity, and we think it'll aid the uh, MHH brand in a big way. 98.1 FM, guys, on the dial in Denver, starting Monday, 2 p.m. Mountain Time, the Mile High Huddle Show with Yours truly and Zach Kelberman. It's going to be dope. It's going to be dope. Um, Zeus, any front runners to keep a lookout for in training camp? So I'm not exactly sure what you mean by front runners, but who are some of the guys, Zach? Who are some of the players this summer that you're going to be, you know, if you were to write a five players to watch article heading into Broncos camp, who who's mm. compelling you this summer? We mentioned one already. That's Bradley Chubb. <clears throat> I, I want to see um, Pat Sertan's jump in year two. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to see any of the receivers. I'm just going off of the momentum some of the players built in OTAs and mandatory minicamp. Cortland Sutton had a fantastic offseason. Albert O, though, this was the first guy I thought of when I read the question from Stu. This is a guy who's getting no praise, no accolades at all, no national shine because of the Dulcich pick, but he has tremendous chemistry down already with Russell Wilson. There is a narrative out there that Wilson does not target his tight end. Well, in offseason practices, he targeted Alberto fairly often, and Alberto made plays consistently against that Broncos defense. That's the first player that came to mind. I think he's in for a big year. I do too. Um I'm really excited to see how Javante Williams looks, you yes. know, once we get to a little con uh, contact, it was kind of cool to see, you know, we, we, we get a little bit meh, ambivalent about the um, ubiquitous off season lists when they are though, the product of true peer voting. So NFL executives, coaches, players, and a player ends up on a top 10, at his respective position, it's worth it's. I think it's worth a lot more than just say a writer saying, "Here's your top 10, um, In my opinion, now Javante Williams, for what it's worth, when ESPN polled 50 plus NFL execs, players, and coaches, he was voted tied number 10 with Austin Eckler, of course, of the Los Angeles Chargers. Through some equation that they did not make us privy to, though, however, Zach Javante Williams won the tiebreaker. So in that on that list, I guess I should say, Javante is the 10th best after one year in this league and not even be an RB1 for this team. His peers, and I want to read a snippet from that article here in a minute, but his peers voted him in the top 10 running backs in the league. If that doesn't get you excited to see him this summer in training camp, man, I don't know what will. Well, here's the criterion for deciding that tiebreaker. Turn on the damn film. And watch Javante Williams run. You cannot bring him down. You cannot tackle him with one player. It is humanly impossible. Um, I don't, you know, it, it's so tedious arguing whether he's the 10th best running back, 11th, 9th, 13th. I just know he's a damn good running back. And you hit the nail on the head. For him to get the attention he's getting already when he split carries down the middle last year with Melvin Gordon, imagine if he was the Jonathan Taylor of this uh, offense, the Derrick Henry of this offense, getting the lion's share of carries, 70 80%. He can be even better. It would not surprise me one iota 
even despite all the receivers and uh, receiving talent, if Javante is not just a top 10, but a top five running back in two years time, he has that upside. All right. So check this out. This is a cool quote from the, uh, from the ESPN plus article. This is from a, a NFL personnel official quote. You can't get him on the ground. Can't tackle him. That kid is really good. Depends which offense you're running in that, you know, in terms of who's better Eckler or Williams. So that, the answer depends on what offense you're running. And Eckler is really, really good. But with Williams, you just can see defenses feeling like, I'm tired of tackling him. He's not as fast as Jonathan Taylor, but has everything else. Um, and then another offensive coach, Zach, added, he's a guy you can build an offense around. He does stuff other guys can't do, such great balance, strong, can turn a loss into a 10-yard game. And how – Apropos is that you could really see defenses, Zach, especially by about beginning of the third quarter when Williams starts carrying the ball, you can see them kind of wilt, right? You can see them kind of go, oh, man, for real? And I put on my big boy boots and go tackle this dude. I'm tired of this. Now, with a true quarterback, a true bona fide guy, they're not going to be able to stack the box in that same way. They will at times, you know, depending on down distance situation, all that. But Javante Williams, that guy who was going into stack box after stack box after stack box and breaking tackles and picking up plus yardage and making defenses not want to tackle him, now he's going to get light boxes and he's going to get a zone blocking scheme that could really end up favoring his skill set. I can't wait. Can we queue up my favorite Williams run from his rookie year, which is against Baltimore, where he's kind of hit in the backfield, he spins out, and then... 20 yards down the field, he takes the entire Baltimore secondary along for a ride. I mean, he is a bowling ball of butcher knives. That is Javante Williams, one of my favorite running backs to watch play. Even if he wasn't a Bronco, I'd be saying that. And what stands out there to me, Chad, is we talk about Russell Wilson. We talk about Sutton and Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, Albert O, Greg Dulcich. They're going to be a pass-first team, but they have a running back who you can, quote, build an offense around. When you're secondary in the offensive pecking order, meaning the running game, is a guy you can build a whole offense around, you are in a damn good position. A few other names that we are very compelled to keep an eye on this summer. Of course, we've been talking a lot about him tonight. We'll see how Bradley Chubb looks. We'll see how Randy Gregory looks when finally he gets the green light to actually participate in some football. K.J. Hamler, same thing, coming off that gnarly, gnarly injury from last fall. How's Billy Turner going to look at right tackle? Who's really his main competition? Is it Tom Compton? Is it Calvin Anderson? Uh the rookie, Wazarike, I always butcher his name, but I'm going to do my best. Fourth-round pick, Iowa State, stoked to see him. And then, of course, I really just – all of the offensive line positions, only right. one of those slots, like Scott and I talked about, I think it was uh, Monday night, only one of those slots is truly spoken for, and that is by Garrett Bowles. Everything else, man, is very much up in the air. And in OTAs, it's really hard to get a bead on right. how an O-line or how individual O-line players are shaping up. Once the pads go on, and it won't be right away, you know, they, they phase that in as training camp uh, goes further and further. But once those pads go on, Zach, we're going to start seeing who's who. Dalton Reisner, does he lose out his starting job to Natani Muti? Does uh, Lloyd Cushenberry succumb to the threat of Graham Glasgow? Does Quinn Miners really vanquish all comers and lock down right guard? And then, of course, what happens at right tackle? 
Yeah, you said exactly the point I was going to make. You can't glean much from offseason practices, and you still really can't because two-a-days are no longer allowed. But uh, the goal line situations and the uh, the trenches, uh, the drills they have to emphasize that will help out the O-line. But I'm going to give a really random one that I want to watch out for, and that's Mike Boone. It won't be a, a MHH podcast for me without a shout to Mike Boone. I want to see what the Broncos are doing with him. Is he a part of the offense? Is he the RB3? Is he the kick returner? How are they utilizing Mike Boone considering they got nothing out of him and they're paying him a decent amount this year? Amen. Um, okay, so 35 minutes. Now, as you guys know, we like to keep our podcasts about an hour long. All right, but in the offseason – if we run out of topics or if the chat kind of seems like whatever topics they wanted us to get to, if we kind of fizzle out on that, we're going to hop on out of here, you know, but so anything you want to get in, get it in now. All right. And we will make sure we tackle that. Phil says, guys, can we say we have the best tandem running backs in the AFC Tatum? I was thinking about Tatum Bell when you, when you, when you typoed that, bro, can we say the Broncos have the best tandem of backs in the AFC? Also, can I pick up the broadcast on Sirius? That's a good question. I'll look into that for you, my dog. I do not profess to be an expert on Mile High Sports because in the digital realm, they are our competition. Zach and I, Scott, everybody here at MHH, we compete in the digital realm with Mile High Sports. So you think, well, wait a minute, how can this work? Well, it's because we're, we're doing terrestrial radio. We don't have a radio show. We don't own anything on the radio dial. So we're finding a way to team up with a great, and everybody knows, Mile High Sports, a longstanding, phenomenal media brand in the market. Their magazine, especially back in the day, dude, was just absolutely great and I would say iconic for the market, Some, especially some of the critical moments that that magazine covered over the years. And then, of course, turning into the, uh, the radio side of things. And so we're stoked to team up with Mile High Sports, but Zach, I can't. I'm not an expert on all the little things, but we I guess we do need to find out if it's going to be on if it can be found on Sirius. Yeah, we'll get back to you, Phil, and anyone who's also curious about that. But as much as I love the Broncos backfield, they do not have the best tandem in the AFC. It belongs to Cleveland, who also has Dearness Johnson, and they they have three really good running backs. Uh, and even uh, teams like the uh, the Colts, they have uh, Philip Lindsay now with Derek uh, with Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry. They have the rookie. I, I space his name. I liked him coming out. Was it uh, Haskins? They take him, but there's some teams in the AFC that can that can do better, that are better. If the Broncos had a better number two than Melvin Gordon, I can put them up there, but Cleveland reigns supreme as far as I'm concerned. The Broncos will get the chance, though, I think, to, to prove whether or not they can dethrone that duo because I think based on production, if you're just going off what you've seen, not what you hope to see, you're not going off prospects, you're not going off – then it is Cleveland. But the Broncos are going to have a chance to say, no, it's Williams-Gordon this year. They'll have that shot. If it happens, we shall see. Big Earn, great to see you, bro. Greg Smith, great to see you, bro. Mike S., Dale Fleming in the house. Chase Wellner, love you guys. It's great to see so many of you in the in the hizzy. And what's great, Zach, is how active our conversation is right now in the chat. Everybody just throwing down. And we have about one quarter of the normal amount of people in this room right now that it would be like once training camp starts, we're, we're at about a quarter m minimum of what will actually be in this room. And yet the conversation is just moving. I love it. Yeah. 13 days to go. We won't have to worry about, you know, making an hour. We'll have to cut it off in an hour because we have so much to talk about. We have such great discussion going on. Can't wait for it. 
Uh, Michael Ronquillo, what's going on, big dog? He's bringing up also Javante's performance in the Steelers game last year. Heck yeah, dude. It's great to see you. Appreciate the props, my friend. Hope you're doing well down there in Tucson. My friend Jay Roper saying haven't been on uh, a live for a while, but always watch and listen after the fact. Good to see you, Jay. And we appreciate you doing that, my friend. We really do. Um, Zach, there was, let me, let me go back to the site. There was one other topic that uh, published over the last few days that I wanted to get your take. Oh, here it is. Here it is. So this though, Scott, we can show, I'm going to show this as once it loads on this, uh, on the screen over here, Russell Wilson put out a, on his social media, I think it was on his Instagram, also on his uh, Twitter, if I'm not mistaken, a uh, workout video and the, the the subtext to the video which is quite intense is wilson saying i'm used to the doubt i'm used to the work too now once this thing loads i don't know why it's why it's being weird like this but it is i'll show it to you guys but what do you think he's hearing like where when he talks about i'm used to the doubt i guess there have been some national people skeptical of him being able to you know pull off a peyton manning rebirth but What's your take on that? He's been hearing about his height, Chad, his entire pro career. He's been hearing doubts whether he can be a franchise guy, whether he can win a Super Bowl. And even after he won one, now he's getting uh, criticism for maybe Russ fell off. Maybe that finger injury was a sign of things to come. Uh, you know, maybe Seattle dumped him for good reason. You know, maybe he was shipped to Denver, a team that's been stuck in purgatory for good reason. He's going to just flame out there. So I can understand where he's coming from. The bigger point here is that he lives, breathes, and eats football. I mean, the guy does not stop working he literally has a football field in his backyard in san diego the fact that he's the broncos franchise quarterback still causes me to pinch myself Chad. Mm-hmm. russell wilson is the is the broncos field general it's insane check him out dude just getting after it let's just watch some of this you know he's running drills around the cone showing that scramble ability and then we get to see some of the you know there's his uh look at this Bam. Just little things, dude. Keeping on point. Footwork. Keeping the footwork solid. Right here. Boom, 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 boom. Look at that intensity, dude. That dude's like lit up right now, Zach. Turn fire from kind of blindly. Boom. Dope. And then we get to see a few of his, uh, his, his beautiful deep balls. Not that one quite yet. Oh, scramble drill. Bad snap. Super Bowl 48. Yeah. Bam. Connecto. Here goes the. Here, here. I think this one's the deep one. No, not quite. I think he ends on a beautiful rainbow. One more, one more. There we go. Cross his body too. Bada bing. So, Russell Wilson, man, he is stoked. He's ready to prove all the the haters, all the doubters wrong. I can't wait to see how how it unfolds. Man, I'm Bradley Chubb right now, Chad. Thirteen days, baby. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's ride. Guys, we love Manscaped. you. We appreciate you so much. Thanks for, for giving us some time tonight. We're going to dip on out of here in part because we were so late. So we got to go, though. Love you. Appreciate you. Zach's going to run us out of here. And then right before, though, I'm going to do the I'm going to show you guys the rankings on Super Chat and Facebook right before we, we sign off. And Eric throwing down some stars. Thank you, bro. Good to see you. 
This was the Mile High Huddle Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at HuddleUpPod. You can follow the main account at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. Be sure to follow myself at Kelberman NFL and follow Scott at Scout Kennedy. You guys want some swag, you know what it is, where it is, HuddleUpPod.com. Check out the merch store right there. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And Facebook.com, make sure you're liking Facebook.com slash Pod to keep up with all the MHH news. And also go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football pre-save five-star review for a chance to win some merch each and every month. But as you see ticking below you now, please do these three things real quickly. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like y'all. Boom, that felt good. Here is, uh, yes, it did. Here is your updated rankings on Super Chat for the month of July. And what's on what's on the table? What's at stake? As you know, we're taking the top three finishers on Super Chat and Facebook stars from June, July, August. Names go in a hat. We draw one from each pool, one from YouTube, one from Facebook. And the winner, we're going to roll out the red carpet at the MHH meet and greet week three in Denver against the Niners. You come out. If you have to travel, all you got to do is get yourself there. If you live in Denver, show up, hang out with us all day. And then we'll make sure you have a ticket to the game. You'll get to uh, participate in some MHH video content and kick it with Yeah Football Priest and all the other pod guys that are going to be there. So that's what's on the table. And right now in the month of July, Ethan, a.k.a. the DWI guys, is at number one, climbed a few spots. And a newer name that uh, we welcome to the MHH family, Gregory Vendeland. The Duchess, still top five, still top three at number three. Sam Bam, though, and he'll climb after tonight at number four. And Zeus climbing into the top five. So Michaela, Sam, Bam, and, and Zeus all going to climb. That is your top five right now on YouTube. And then not to be outdone is our great supporters on Facebook right now. Gary Leeds Palmer, a.k.a. GLP, at number one. Phil McLaughlin, number two. Mark Schrader, number three. Travis Weber, four. Jacob Foster, five. And then just a few names outside. Baker. Beach, Rivera, Howie freaking day. So much love and respect. We appreciate each and every one of you who not only take time to either join us live and listen or listen after the fact on demand, but also throw down some super, some stars, help us keep the lights on. Love you. Appreciate you. Until Sunday, guys, take care. And as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids.
Paid for by America First Legal. Brooklyn is everything. Home to icons, bar raisers, and startups who are just getting started. And for all who live here, home to great health care. New York Presbyterian Brooklyn Methodist Hospital with doctors from Weill Cornell Medicine, a new center for community health, and endless empathy for everyone. Stay Brooklyn. Stay amazing.